Hi, this is Daniel Hartz, host of the Sustainability Matters Today podcast. We have some exciting news. On June 22nd, we'll be changing the name of our podcast from Sustainability Matters Today to Sustainability Champions. The reason for the change is because the new name Sustainability Champions better captures what we're going for, highlighting the people, ideas, and innovations that are protecting and healing the planet. Thank you for your support and interest in our work so far. We look forward to producing high quality podcast episodes and social media materials under the new name, Sustainability Champions. Please join us in showcasing these incredible individuals and the great work they're doing. By the way, do you know a sustainability champion you'd like to nominate to be on the podcast? Reach out to me at daniel at sustainabilitychampions.com to let me know. Thank you very much. Now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. I'm joined by Tessa Clark, CEO and co-founder of Olio. Thank you so much for joining me, Tessa. Hello, my pleasure. I'd like to, I'd like to start by finding out what problem it is that you're solving. So can you briefly describe the issues or challenges that Olio is solving? Certainly. So we are solving one of the biggest problems facing humanity today Mm. that most people don't know about, and that is the problem of food waste. Mm -hmm. So globally, a third of all the food we produce each year gets thrown away, and that's worth over a trillion US dollars. So right off the bat, we have a pretty crazy situation going on. Um, Alongside that, we have 800 million people who go to bed hungry every night who could be fed in a quarter of the food that we waste in the Western world. And then as if all of that weren't bad enough, food waste is nothing short of environmentally devastating. So if it were to be a country, food waste would be the third largest source of greenhouse gas emissions after the USA and China. And half of all food waste takes place in the home. So Olio is specifically tackling half of that problem, which is the food that's being thrown away every single day in millions of households all across the UK and, and across the world. So the, the trillion dollars, which is, I mean, I can't really fathom a trillion. It's, <laughs> no, me neither. It's a thousand billions. Um, so what, what, what you're saying is that $500 billion worth of food is thrown away at home. So what I'm saying, so it, it varies from country to country. Right. So yes, it's I think it's about 1.2 or $1.2 trillion worth of food is thrown away each year. And then if you look at the sort of developed, and I, I don't particularly like those terms, but for want of a better term, the developed world, right. um, in a country such as the UK, half of all food waste takes place in the home. And that's in comparison to only 2% of all food waste takes place at a retail store level. Right. And then the rest takes place up the supply chain. In the developing world, um, it's almost the other way round. So actually, um, there's very little food waste takes place in the home, and much more of it takes place up the supply chain. Mm, I see. And it, and like you said, I mean, there's three big things here. Number one is just the sheer waste of it from an economic standpoint. Then there is the fact that we have uh, almost a billion people, 800 million, yeah. who don't have food and they don't even need all of that that's being wasted to feed everyone. And then finally, the environment, um, the yeah. bi- which is, so there's a, yeah, a lot of problems there. And <laughs> yeah. I, was, I, I saw um, that you had written that it takes a landmass larger than China to grow the food each year that is ultimately never eaten. Yes. So the amount of farmland it takes to yeah. grow that trillion dollars worth of food is bigger than China. Yeah. And it's absolutely crazy because 
it is not just that land that is wasted, but if you think of what happened to enable that land to be used for mm. agriculture, right? We have deforested yeah. that land. We have uh, displaced ind indigenous populations. We have almost certainly driven species to extinction. Then um, we a quarter of all of humanity's fresh water that is used every year is mm -hmm. used to grow food that is never eaten. And then that oh. food goes on a crazy long supply chain. So all the packaging and the manufacturing and distribution and refrigeration, just the whole end-to-end -end supply chain of producing the food that we all eat every day is incredibly resource intensive. And that was why I said sort of food waste is one of the biggest problems facing humanity today, but we don't realize it because we might see a banana or an apple and, and not think much of it. Yeah. But the reality is that Hundreds of liters of water, for example, have gone into producing a single item of food. Yeah, it's hard to really picture it when you're just holding it or, or eating. Yeah, it. exactly. So, yeah. what exactly is it? I mean, we're uh, we were talking earlier how we're all about positivity here and, and yeah. focusing on solutions. So, what yeah. does Oleo do to solve this issue? So, um, to the positivity piece, you could either be very depressed about the fact yes, that, that we are half of that horrific problem I've outlined, or you can be extremely excited and think, well, hang on a minute, if we can solve that, then we've solved half the problem of food waste. And that's what Olio is doing. So, essentially, we're an app that connects people who have food they don't want or need with their neighbors living nearby who would like it. So, so let's sort of make that real. Let's imagine you're going away this weekend, or you're going on holiday, you've overcated for a party, you've received an unwanted food gift, you're a keen gardener, you're working late, for whatever reason you have some food you don't want or need, you simply snap a photo of it and add it to the Olio app. Neighbours living nearby then get an alert, letting them know something new has been added near them. They can then browse the listings, request what they want, and then they pop around and pick it up. So it really is about sort of connecting two people who live in the same community to share rather than to throw things in the bin so interesting because it it reminds me of um uh a, a lot of the sustainability solutions not all um but a lot of them are really about going back to our roots uh you know this is we we've gone so far in terms of being technologically advanced and doing really cool things um you know whether it's traveling to space or you know being able to have this kind of conversation uh, and yet what you're ultimately doing is just bringing the community back it's all about going local again and and sharing yeah. and finding out what others have and don't have and um yeah. for, it, for sure i mean we've we've had some people say that we're a bit like this sort of 21st century version of of the cup of sugar right um, exactly yeah and 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 we are because you're absolutely right so technology is just pervasive in our lives nowadays and one of the side effects of that is that whilst we're more connected than we've ever been before we're also lonelier Mm. Never been before so there are approximately nine million people in the uk who say that they are always or often lonely which wow. is just you know really really devastating thing to to think about that's almost and, a sixth or a seventh of the yeah, population yeah yeah and i saw some data um, that came about two weeks ago that said that i think it was 54 percent of of um 18 to 24 year olds also said that they were always or often lonely 54 percent so, yeah. So, so loneliness is a, is, a, is, a, is a massive epidemic, but back to the positive. Um, so you know, what Olio is doing is we're, we are harnessing technology, but we're using it to, as you say, take us back to our roots, which is yeah. back to being connected to our local community. It's meeting people in real life. 
it's giving away something that I have that I don't want mm -hmm. to someone who lives nearby who would like it. And often people say to us, well, isn't sort of neighbors sharing food? Isn't that a bit strange? Isn't that a bit weird? Yeah. We like to point out that no, wasting food is way more weird um, than, than giving it away to someone who lives mm -hmm. in your local community because actually as human beings, we have evolved to share our most precious resource, which is food. Over you know, millions of true, years, yeah. the reason why we have survived and thrived as a species is because we have been so good at sharing our life source. And what's weird is the past 20, 30, 40 years where we have, for some reason, normalized throwing away food instead of giving it to someone who would like it. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say that uh, just goes to show that comment really highlights kind of how where we are as a culture and, and also yeah. as a society in terms of um, how throwaway of a culture we live in. It's food is so cheap uh, that it's it's easier just to throw it away and buy something new than Yeah, I mean the, well the sad it's sort of yes and no. So the sad thing is it's it's so cheap for a lot of people, but also it's far too expensive That's for true. many other people. So so we live in this very, very weird weird world mm -hmm. uh, where there's widespread waste on one hand and widespread hunger on the other. So back back to the hunger point, something that has really shocked um, Sasha, my co-founder and I through sort of founding Olio, we originally set up Olio to solve the problem of food waste in the home. And we were very motivated by solving the environmental problem that that was causing. What we had no clue about was just how many hungry people there are in the UK, in a supposedly sort of developed country. So mm -hmm. we have discovered um, and, and sort of looked into the data around this. And in the UK, there are 8.4 million people living in food poverty, uh, which is a, approximately equivalent to the size of the population of London. Uh, and one in two of those people are living in severe food poverty. So we are in this very, very um, strange, sort of bizarre world yeah. where we have widespread waste and we have widespread hunger and, and they coexist. And, and our solution is, is really focusing on the power of community to help solve that. Community plus technology can really solve both the environmental problem and the social problem. Of, yeah. of food waste and hunger it, it is a really weird problem actually now that you now that you're like we're digging into it i mean i've never even considered that there is so much food waste and yet there's so many people who can't eat um mm. or who, who don't have enough to eat I mean, and that was actually one thing i was thinking of as, as i was playing around with the app and I, I signed up and i took a look at it and i was shocked to see how many people just in my little area it says you know two kilometer radius but yeah. it doesn't it can't show two kilometers because it caps it at 50 mm -hmm. people near me and it's like literally yeah. three streets including the one i live on um yeah. which was just unbelievable but um i, I was wondering actually how many of the oleo users are people who live in food poverty. Um, and I was thinking that would be such a great way for, such an easy way for them to ensure that they can have enough to eat. I mean, you know, they don't necessarily get to pick uh, exactly what they want, but there are so many people uh, giving food away that surely they could have enough of a diverse kind of diet based on that alone. Yeah, for sure. So we, I mean, the nice thing about Olio is that we've always positioned Olio as being for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, because if we want to solve this problem of food waste at scale, then everybody has to get involved. Right. Uh, and our user base is very reflective of everybody. Um, so 
there are people using Olio who uh, it's providing a really important um, support line for them in terms of helping to put food on the table. And similarly, there's lots of people who aren't in that situation. But the thing that's really, really important um, for everybody to understand is that uh, the problem of food waste is even bigger than the problem of hunger. So actually sort of people who are hungry or living in food poverty, them sort of picking up all the food on Olio is is not going to solve the problem of food waste because we waste so much food. And so, and also it's really, really important that um, everybody has access to Olio and that there's no stigma attached to using Olio. So Olio really is just about modern, mainstream, everyday sustainable living it's about mm. common sense not charity for example and that's really really important uh, for us to sort of um, continue to position ourselves in that way which, which is which is the reality because we have people from all walks of life and all social classes using earlier and the most important thing is that edible food doesn't go to waste yeah and what we're really thrilled about is just how strong um, the demand for the food on Olio is. So a lot of people might be sort of sat in their homes thinking, well, who on earth would want my head of broccoli or this sort of tin of soup I don't like or those tea bags that I experimented with and they're, they're sort of not quite to my taste. And what we have to keep on reminding people of and reassuring them is that there is no shortage of people who want to pop around, get out the house and come and pick up uh, your your food from you. And that's uh, reflecting the fact that half of all the food added to the app is requested in under one hour. Wow. Which is, yeah, it's just amazing. And, and certainly if you're kind of in a really densely populated um, area, then, you know, you can often put stuff on the app and it's, it's been requested in minutes. And that's a mm -hmm. really, really amazing um, experience if you're the person giving something away. Uh, and equally, if you're someone who's looking to access free free food then Olio is an amazing place to do that although i should say uh, that in addition to food we also have a non-food section on the app as well right. so people are using Olio to make sure that any resource that they have in their home that's not being used isn't going to waste so people are giving away toiletries for example like yeah. most people have a drawer or a shelf or a box or something of toiletries kind of gathering dust maybe it's those small samples from a hotel or some bath bombs that someone keeps on giving yeah, them for christmas absolutely <laughs> so people are giving away toiletries and cosmetics and kitchen appliances and books and clothes and toys um just all with that sort of same principle and philosophy which is if you're not using it give it to someone who would like to use it yeah, I think it's, I, I'm just looking at some of the, I'm just looking at the, the app right now. And it's, I, I mean, some of the things here are, are quite, I mean, you have a uh, large suitcase, 20 empty egg cartons, a bag of bubble wrap, a salad spinner. I mean, the list goes, that's the non-food and, and food. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's more of, I, I suppose what you would expect, I guess, is, uh, you know, bread rolls or a sourdough loaf, cake slices. Um, but it, it is amazing. And, and so it really is in terms of being requested and, and you said, you know, people pop around to your, to your house to pick it up. So, um, I mean, is that, is that, does that work exactly the way you, you just described it? I, I take a photo yeah. of, of it, of my food. Um, and then I, I guess I post a little, I write a little yeah. description of it. 
Yep. So you take a photo of your food, you write a short description, you add it to your to the app. Yeah. A really important point to make is that it's up to you to set sort of the pickup location, mm-hmm. um, which could be your home or your workplace or a coffee street or a pub on the corner. Um, but also the app doesn't know sort of your address. So and we just show the approximate pickup location. People generally, you will have more than one person request what you add to the app. And you can then look at uh, their profiles so you can see what their star rating is. You can see how many other people they've shared with. You can see their responsiveness um, and you can get a a sort of a deeper understanding of of who's who's requesting your items. And then you can select to share with whoever you want. And then you then disclose the pickup address once you've decided who you want to share with. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that's kind of the first thing I think I would imagine that goes past a lot of people's minds it certainly went through mine is just kind of the safety element of it so the fact that you can disclose um the address or or you can just pick up pick a uh, completely public space um i'm I'm really curious now how often do you personally use it me yeah so i um i am almost always using it to give stuff away um for for me i'm generally using it actually for non-food Okay. items because um so i'm a farmer's daughter i hate food waste and so i've kind of always lived my life taking all sorts of wild crazy steps to make sure <laughs> i don't waste food so i don't generally have much food to share although for example we've got easter coming up i know my kids are going to get way more easter eggs than should be consumed by a five-year-old and a seven-year-old um and I don't want to eat them all as well because right. it's not good for my waistline. So I'm, I know I'll be adding some chocolate to um, Oreo uh, sort of after Easter. But I, I am generally using it to give away sort of non-food items because it's just amazing. Like I will go to events and people will give me a T-shirt or a notebook or mm-hmm. stuff that kind of I don't want um, or I don't need. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I just find that I have things sort of in my house that – um, yeah, I just don't want or need. And I just think there's no point in me keeping the world's precious resources trapped in my home when it could be in someone else's home when they're really using it and appreciating it. Yeah. Or worse so, yet, you know, you, you yeah. declutter by throwing away and then it's just gone into landfill. Or yeah, exactly. So, so I, I generally kind of on average, I'm using the app about once a week. Um, okay. And that's also really important. One, I kind of use it to help me lead a waste you know a less wasteful life Mm -hmm. but also um it's really helpful to give me an insight into kind of what the product is like and how it's working and the user experience because obviously we do new releases of the app every one to three weeks and so um i'm constantly looking for how we can improve it Makes sense. Um, so we've talked about the kind of the individual side, meaning like person to person, neighbors uh, sharing food. But I noticed that there is also uh, a business side. So as, as I was flipping through the app just now, there is a, a lot of options from Planet Organic and I think from Pret as well. Yes. Um, actually, I saw Eurostar yeah. uh, stuff, which is so cool. So what's um, what's how, how does the business side work? Yeah, so the, it's really interesting. The business side came about... Um, really through a bit of an early conundrum we had, mm-hmm. which was that um, we found that the early adopters of Olio were people who hated food waste, 
Therefore, they didn't generate any food waste. Therefore, they had nothing to give away. Um, and I think we had also somewhat naively hoped, we had asked a couple of sort of local businesses. So we, we first sort of piloted earlier in, in five small postcodes of North London. Mm. And we had asked some local cafes and bakeries and stuff to use Olio because we had thought, wow, they'll be super thrilled to have people coming, you know, new customers coming to their store to pick up this food at the end of the day. And they might, you know, obviously buy other things as well. It'd be great for business. But um, that didn't happen because those businesses were just way too busy dealing with their course of day-to-day operations. And so what we thought was, well, hang on a minute, why don't we take those early adopters who hate food waste, don't generate food waste, but have spare time with the businesses that generate an enormous amount of food waste, but don't have any time and let's match them up together. So that was when we developed our Food Waste Heroes program. And so essentially what that is, we've now got 7,000 people who are trying, trained up on our food safety management system. And That's incredible. hundreds of people are kind of getting trained up every week. And once you're trained up, you can then go onto our system and look and see what stores are active on Olio near you and you choose a collection slot. And so today is Wednesday night. And let's imagine, so you're right, Pret-a-Manger is, is um, one of our largest partners. And uh, let's imagine that I'm on Wednesday night's uh, collection slot. So I will kind of pop out of my house across the road. I'll go to my Pret-a-Manger, show my um, Olio ID that shows that I'm the person on that night's collection slot. I will pick up all of their unsold food. I then take it home. I add it to the app. Within minutes, my Olio neighbors are requesting that food. And minutes later, they've popped around my house and they've picked it up. And so that food goes from being considered essentially a waste stream in the store mm-hmm. to one to two hours later, fully redistributed into the homes of the local community. And that's just really, really important. Because I think finally businesses are realizing it's just wrong to throw away perfectly good food every single day when there are people living in the local community who want it or maybe even need it. Yeah. And so it, it basically takes the, um, it, it, so it's basically, so the, in, the individual, the person to person model is the fundamental, yes. is the base. Yeah. And essentially what the food waste heroes are doing is taking it from these businesses and then putting it back Correct. into the individual. Correct. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. So all the sharing takes place on earlier as neighbor to neighbor. And in roughly half of the instances, I'm sharing stuff that was already in my home. And in roughly half the instances is the Food Waste Hero program. I'm popping out the house, going and grabbing some unsold food from a local business and then bringing it home to my house mm-hmm. and adding it to the app. And the whole thing is free. I mean, I don't, if I'm going to go pick up something from a neighbor, I'm, I'm not paying yeah. them for it. Yeah, no, you're not. So um, all the food and also non-food items are given away for free on Olio. And that's kind of super important part of the Olio experience. It's in our DNA. We make money though through charging the businesses for the service we provide to enable them to have zero food waste stores. So at the moment, they're charging a waste contractor uh-huh. to take that food off to landfill yep. or maybe at best to anaerobic digestion. Mm-hmm. Instead, they now pay us to make sure that, that food is eaten in the local community. Got it. I was going to ask, uh, I was trying to figure out where exactly is the benefit to the business. So, yeah. and I, I've spoken to a number of people who basically take waste streams or redirect waste streams. And um, oftentimes it's such an easy sell to businesses because especially in the UK, I think it's like a hundred pounds per ton or something of waste, something like this. And, um, you know, if you're charging them even a a tiny a qu- a quarter of that, there's going to be end up saving so much money. Well, and, and I think what's even more important in this space is that it, it's less about cost and it's more about 
finally recognizing that they need to do the right thing because yeah. customers are quite rightly shouting out businesses on social media and saying, do you know what, this is just not acceptable when I see bin bags of perfectly good food out on the street every night. Mm. Um, and their employees are also telling them, I am not prepared to be paid to chuck away good food every day. I just don't want to do it. And so that is really driving finally businesses to wake up and to realize that it's just not right for them to throw away food. And so now they're all very, very proactively working to find solutions to enable them to have zero food waste stores. And, and I should also point out um, that we work very collaboratively with the charitable sector. So at the moment, mm -hmm. the charitable sector has been doing a great job trying to redistribute as much food as they can. But the charitable sector right now is only absorbing about 5% of the surplus food from the retail and manufacturing industries. And once the charitable sector is fully scaled up, and by its own admission, it'll be able to absorb about a quarter hmm. of the industry's food. So that leaves three quarters of the industry's food with no solution other than landfill right now. And that's where our community-based solution steps in. That's a, it's a really simple and really elegant solution. I mean, it's sort of just like, I really like that word absorb. It really sort of, um, I think it, I think it highlights the way it works really nicely. It just sort of the food yeah. just kind of absorbs into the community and then it just yeah. gets redistributed. I mean, we, and Yeah. And, and we, we think that, a lot of this is, is, you know, food is fresh. It has a, a certain shelf life. It makes no sense uh, to be sort of shipping that food great distance away to try and sort of yeah, redistribute really it. Point. It just makes sense to reabsorb it into that local community. And we have such sort of mixed communities that people from all walks of life are mm -hmm. getting to benefit from that. Yeah, I mean, it's there's plenty of stores uh, selling food in every single little micro community across yeah, exactly. i would say across the world probably yeah. it would be fair to say so where speaking of the world where is olio available so olio is available across the whole world um we've had 1.8 million people join us so far which is amazing um, incredible when, when did uh, olio start uh we made the app available across the uk four years ago and um four years yeah. later 1.8 million users Yes. And then roughly three quarters of them are in the UK and then a quarter of them are overseas. And we've actually had food not just added to the app, but added to the app and successfully picked up in 49 countries so far. Amazing. Um, and what's amazing about that and how we've achieved that is really all thanks to our ambassadors. Mm -hmm. So we have 45,000 people have reached out to offer to help spread the word about Olio in their local community. And we provide um, about 15% sort of, of those people take physical marketing materials, so posters, letters, flyers, things that they can use to help spread the word about Olio in their local community. And then um, the remainder kind of go on a digital path where we give them lots of content to share uh, online and, and, and through social media. And it's that model really of just these passionate people who just say, I want Olio to exist in my local community. I mm. want to be able to use it. I want to play my part of solving this problem. Those incredible people have really driven Olio's growth um, across the UK, but also across the world. And yeah. so we have food being sort of actively shared, thousands of items each week um, in countries as, as diverse as um, Singapore and Sweden and Mexico, um, the Channel Islands, the West Coast of America. So yeah, it's really exciting. How cool is that? I mean, that that must be just 
amazing. I, I, just as yeah. watching this idea flourish and thrive and just people coming to you saying, please, can I help? Yeah. This, this is a cause I believe in so much that. Yeah. It's, it's been a really, um, I think it's very, as we were talking about earlier on, <laughs> it can be very easy to feel um, quite full of pessimism and, and doom and gloom at the current state of affairs in the world. Yeah. But the number of times I've had people say to me, and I've experienced this as well, Olio has restored my faith in humanity Amazing. because you just see all these beautiful kind of human connections that are taking place on thousands of doorsteps across the world. And through those connections, just amazing things are happening, including sort of incredible friendships being formed. Mm-hmm. We've had um, fairly recently, for example, two totally separately from one another, two uh, community gardens set up by Rolio. So groups of people who've been sharing food, uh, via the app in their own local community then got together created their own community garden That's they're so now cool. sharing um the surplus crops back with the rest of the community kind of via the app and i met someone i gave something away to the other day um and she said oh i met my best friend um through olio and i'm going to uh to moscow to uh to meet her next week and i was just like wow that's amazing that you know someone's found their best friend by the other app and they're going to moscow um yeah oh, man. So it's really it's just the power of kind of really empowering other people and um bringing them together and amazing things happen that's incredible i mean that's um that's like a an unintended consequence yeah I would yeah that's, that's the sort of stuff that you can't you can't plan for we certainly no. imagine that um when sasha and i first um Sort of brought earlier to life so yeah and it, i mean it makes sense you know if you think about these especially the people who are starting it they're very passionate they had there's a reason why they're doing it um so yeah i can i can definitely see them you know people finding like-minded individuals and yeah just saying wow this is so cool that you're into this as well and yeah exactly um how, how much have you redis- redistributed so far do you have so any stats on I, that I do. Yes. So we have had over three and a half million portions of food have been shared wow. by Rolio. And what we're super proud of is the environmental impact of that. Yeah. So that is equivalent to taking 10 million car miles off the road. And also we have saved over 500 million liters of water. And what's wow. really, really exciting is we're doing sort of 0.001% of our full potential. And already we've taken 10 million car miles off the road and yeah. saved half, half a billion liters of water. So just think what we can do when we move from a couple of million people to 20 million to 200 million people to 2 billion people all sharing food, then um, we can have a massive, massive impact and we yeah. can really play a significant role in helping to mitigate the worst effects of the climate crisis. Yeah, and it's, I mean, what's really cool about the way these kind of things grow is that the more people use it, the faster, the faster it grows. It gets. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Because it is a community thing and people start talking and yeah, that's incredible. One, one question that I, I wanted to ask um, earlier was uh, you, you mentioned that 50% of the food that's posted, especially in densely populated areas, um, is requested within one hour. Uh, yep. what, what about the remainder of the food? Is it, is, is there ever a circumstance where stuff just doesn't get picked up and then it really does go bad and it's not edible anymore? Yep. So that, that 50% stat actually wasn't just for dense areas. That is Olio's global stat. So, so half that's on of average. All, yeah, exactly. So half of all wow. the food added to the app is requested in under an hour. Uh-huh. Um, 
And uh, again, our, our global figure in terms of the, re- the sort of success rate is that over 80% of all the food added to the app is picked up. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, there um, are examples of people where they're adding food to the app in Russia, <laughs> for example, or some small town in the UK where there aren't yet that many um, other people using the app and things um, aren't getting picked up, sadly. But obviously, yeah. as we continue to grow, then we call that our pickup a range rate. Our pickup a range rate is going up and up and up. Cool. Well, I mean, 80%, I would say, is very yes. high. It is, yes. I mean, that's it really, is, really yeah. good. I, yeah, I imagine um, there's probably a point where, you know, it'll probably get to 99% once you have yeah. the once you have the infrastructure there. So, what I mean, what are the next steps? How do you get from 1.8 million to mm-hmm. 1.8 billion excellent question um and something that definitely keeps us awake at night so we we have set ourselves a goal which might sound wild and crazy but um those are the t- it, kinds of goals that you that we need yeah it, ne- it needs to be so so our, our goal is we want a billion people using olio within the next 10 years quite simply because if humanity is to stand any chance whatsoever of mitigating the worst effects of the climate crisis we have to solve the problem of food waste at scale and we need to do it sort of yesterday mm-hmm. because um you know, food waste being the third largest source of greenhouse gas emissions if it were to be a country and also if you look at project drawdown which uh, you might have heard of and your listeners might have done which was essentially a piece of work which said let's stack rank the top 100 solutions mm-hmm. to the climate crisis um, and in position number three was was reducing food waste so it really is one of the highest impact things that we can do actually as individuals so in terms of how do we how do we get there? Um, it's a combination of things. So one, we're continuing to sort of work to uh, improve the product. And then two, it's about marketing. So um, to date, Olio has grown primarily through word of mouth, but we're now starting to invest in marketing um, in other media channels, and that will really help us grow. We're also looking to form partnerships. Um, and then in terms of sort of the product itself, um, we are going to be really expanding the remit of Olio over the next couple of months and make it about much more than just uh, sharing food and, and other household items. And really, we want to help people lead sort of a, a, what we're calling a planet-friendly life uh, mm. more broadly and helping to guide people on the journey that um, we all need to go on to reduce our, our impact on the planet. Uh, and so we'll be developing kind of a lot of content around helping people um, to do that. That's cool. And uh, I mean, that kind of content is going to attract people to to you and to the app. And yeah, yeah that's a really great way to learn. Speaking of um, marketing and uh, and advertisements, I've, I, I've been seeing the Olio ads in the London underground on the team. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's, they're very, very distinct with, um, like an aubergine, um, yeah. is, and yeah, I think it's on, it's on your website that says, uh, when did sharing food become weirder than wasting it? And yeah. it's, um, that's what you were saying earlier. Um, and it, yeah, they're very distinct. That, that is what, that is what we were aiming for. We, we thought, you know, we cannot be shy and retiring about no. this. We need to really sort of try and get cut through and, yeah. uh, you know, call a spade a spade as well and because i think just a lot of people have no idea about how much food is wasted and specifically they have no idea how much food is wasted in the home because i think it's very easy most people assume that the majority of food waste takes place at a store level 
Yeah. Um, and and so it's really counterintuitive when we're trying to explain to people, well, actually, no, stores are 2% of food waste and we're half and people kind of go, huh? And, and the only way I can describe why that is, is because there's 28 million households in the UK throwing away just under a quarter of their weekly shop <laughs> in wow. comparison to 10 or 15,000 supermarkets throwing away perhaps half a percentage point. Mm-hmm. So, and, and it's too easy, I think, to be in your home and to throw two bananas in the bin and think, well, what difference does this make? But there's another 28 million households doing that that same week. And so that's how we very quickly become half the problem. But as we like to see it, we can also be half the solution if we just start to change those behaviors and habits. Yeah. And if we start to do it at scale, then we can have a really, really massive transformative impact. It actually seems like we can be more than half the solution because it's not just individual food waste, but with the business side, I mean, we're taking yeah. all of that as well. Yeah, exactly. So that, yeah. that really increases that. So I, yeah. this is incredible. I, I, I absolutely love it. I love the simplicity of it, the elegance of it. Um, one question I, I always like to ask um, more as inspiration because it, the, the work you're doing is, is incredible. And I think the impact you're making with your work is is already substantial and it clearly will be will become massive. Um, so aside from Olio and everything um, that you're doing there, what do you do personally, like on a day-to-day basis to be environmentally friendly? Well, that is a great question. Um, Thank you. So, and something I, I could talk for hours about, but I'll, I'll try and keep it brief. Um, what I can say is that for the past sort of three years, uh, myself and my family, so my husband and I've got now a five-year-old and a seven-year-old, we have been on a journey, that's the best way to describe it, to try and dramatically reduce um, the amount that we waste mm-hmm. and, and our carbon footprint. And I can remember so vividly um, when I, you know, through working with Olio, once you start seeing waste, you kind of almost can't unsee it and you yeah. suddenly see it absolutely everywhere. <laughs> and I can remember being, becoming particularly aware of sort of the plastic waste problem and just sort of opening my fridge and just going, Oh shit. And then kind of opening the sink, uh, you know, the cupboard underneath my sink and just going, Oh my God. And then going to the bathroom and just going, Oh my God. And it felt hugely overwhelming. And how I managed to sort of move from a state of just depression and paralysis to action was to just say, you know what, I'm just going to pick off one thing and I'm just going to set myself this kind of one challenge for this week. And then I kind of turned it into a bit of a game with myself, you know, so like the very first thing I did was, I think it was like swap out my plastic toothbrush for a bamboo toothbrush. And I was like, huh, that was super easy. That was a great win. I feel fantastic every single day. I feel like I've made a difference. And then I just slowly just started moving um, through things. So now I've just completely transformed how I shop. And some things have been, you know, kind of a real challenge. And they've taken me months, if not like a year to figure out. Like a, a one that I really battled with for ages was, was my sort of shampoo and conditioner. I mm. must have tried a million shampoo bars that just <laughs> weren't working for me. Um, and then I ended up just one day just asking um, I go to a hair salon. I'm lucky enough to have one sort of relatively nearby that is an organic hair salon. And I just asked them, I said, I don't suppose you would mind me being able to refill my containers here. And they were absolutely delighted and thrilled. And I was like, yes. So I've, that, that was sort of a win that had taken me a really long time to sort of figure out. So I, I've been through completely transformed the way we shop. So I no longer shop in a supermarket, really. We probably go to the supermarket once every two months, maybe. Oh, wow. Um, because I now um, go to kind of uh, a store where I can buy a lot of stuff loose in my Tupperware 
and I um, get my milk from the milkman and I get my vegetables from a veg subscription box and my bread from the local bakery. And some of those things are more expensive, but I've offset that by dramatically reducing our meat consumption. And so kind of net net, I think the planet is better off. We are healthier as a family. And actually, I think we're we're probably financially slightly better off um, Mm. because we've managed to, and also like buying sort of um, things loose, for example, can be a lot cheaper than buying it packaged. So yeah, I've been on a, on a, on a, um, a long, a long sort of uh, journey and we've changed our car. We've changed our fuel at home. Wow. Changed my bank account. Um, yeah. So kind of on a mission to just keep plowing through stuff. Yeah. It's amazing how, um, doing a weekly challenge and starting so small, it yeah. sounds like that's what you did that you, you just can't starting say no. tiny. Yeah, exactly. It's like, this is so easy that if I'm, if I'm not gonna yeah. do this, then I clearly don't care about the planet at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. and yeah, and then you, you just keep doing that until you're like, actually, you know what, this is, I've changed a hundred things. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, on to the next one. Like you said, bank accounts and cars, and you know, yeah, starts getting really, really big. And- <laughs> I, I literally have. I did. I did sort of. A, I, I made a, a spreadsheet the other day of all of those changes that I've made or we have made as a family, and it is over a hundred. Um, and it's wow. kind of amazing to 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 see them all there. It was probably not even a noticeable change. I mean, it, it was. It's it's so gradual. Yeah, it's this kind exactly. of like one percent improvement. Yeah, where- and it has it has taken three years. But then I look back, you know, uh, and in particular sort of our rubbish bin is that we just don't have to put out our rubbish bin very often anymore. Wow. Which, and that's been the most obvious kind of indicator, you know, we were yeah. putting out one or two bags every week and now we put out kind of one small bag every couple of weeks most. So that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Um speaking about the, the buying the loose, um, you know, loose food, uh, it goes back to food waste because sometimes you just can't, pick or you you get three peppers let's say and yeah. one of them isn't quite right or whatever the case may be and you sort of don't have a choice whereas when yeah. you're when it's loose then you really can pick and you pick only as much as you actually need yeah what um, one of my favorite purchases was just these sort of net bags um yeah. that i can just put all of my uh, my own produce in it's really good yeah that's that's awesome very inspiring um i think it's it's time to for me to start a weekly a weekly challenge <laughs> as well do um, it yeah I'll, I'll i'll keep you updated so where where can people learn more about olio and if if for anyone who's interested in becoming a, a food waste hero or or an ambassador uh where can where can we learn about all of that yeah so first of all please do join us um so you can find us uh in the App Store and in Google Play. So if you just search for for Olio, you will uh, find us. It's sort of Olio Share More Waste Less is our tagline. Uh, Our website is www.olioex.com. And then we're on social media as Olio underscore EX. Excellent. Um, And I have to say, I mean, I, I downloaded the app. It's so easy to use. There's really nothing about it that's confusing or complicated it's just super friendly you kind of open it and you're just like i mean i know exactly what i'm supposed to do here um Great. which is which is really really nice so yeah, we, we tried to design it like that but it's yeah. always good to have feedback to know that we're we're achieving it yeah absolutely and just out of curiosity um what is olio what's the what does the name mean mm-hmm. great question so olio uh means a miscellaneous collection of things which 
if you look on the app, is exactly what you'll yeah, see. Yeah, that's so true. Um, it's also a traditional Spanish and Portuguese stew, and stew is often a, a dish that is used to sort of prevent food waste. Um, and then the other reason why we chose the word olio is because it's got the two O's, which for us we felt were kind of very symbolic of either the planet or sort of community, sharing economy, circular economy, um, and also, we just loved the sound of the word. Word we thought it sounded like a really nice, a nice word. So yeah, it has a very nice. Uh, yeah, it rolls off the tongue really nicely. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, well, Tessa, thank you so much for your time. I love no the work you're doing. Pleasure. We're thank certainly you. Uh, we're all rooting for you, and I hope the the uh, hitting the one billion user mark comes earlier than ten years. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you will. I think you can do it. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you again. No worries. My pleasure. Bye. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, give us a five-star rating. And also, please subscribe, whether on your podcast app or on YouTube. And that way you can be the first to know about new episodes. Thank you very much and talk to you soon.